Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits. Because when implemented correctly, you can cut down the time that it takes to get your site from the time that is launched to the time that it's making its first dollar. You can get that cut down to mere weeks, maybe even days versus months or sometimes years if you set it up correctly. You can cut down the amount of time it takes you to earn money with your site if you have an effective sales funnel. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, welcome to episode five of the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. So how are you today? Has anyone told you that you're awesome today? That's one of my favorite lines to use. Has anyone told you that you're awesome today? If they haven't, then let me be the first. How's it going? How's life? How are things going in this interesting time in which we live, this interesting part of human history? But you know, just to get a little a little removed from what's going on, let's talk about something a little more interesting, something that we're all interested in. And that's earning an income from our blogs. And in this episode, I want to be specific with what we're going to be talking about. I want to specifically discuss how to increase your blog income with a sales funnel. Now, you might hear sales funnel and you start immediately thinking about uh, websites like ClickFunnels with Russell Brunson. But I'm telling you, it's a little more than that. He just kind of made it fun and popular. A sales funnel is probably a very essential part of your website, and you have a funnel whether you think you might not or you really do. You actually have a funnel set up, you just may not be calling it a funnel. And the big reason why a lot of people will spend 
you know, months writing onto their blogs and then they're wondering why they're not earning any type of income. Nine times out of 10, it's because something is up with their sales funnel. Something is up with their website funnel that is not converting people from just casual readers to actual buyers. Some people build blogs just for fun, but that's not us. We build blogs because we want to earn an income from it. And some learn how to get traffic through SEO or they might learn how to get traffic through Pinterest or whatever it happens to be. And I've heard horror stories, and I guess you can call it a horror story, of people who are getting tens of thousands of people to their websites and they're not making any money. I mean, zero dollars. I was talking to uh, one girl who was uh, trying to build her blog and literally within the first month, she had a pen go viral on Pinterest and she got around like almost 100,000 hits to her site. And you know how much money she made from that? Zero dollars. Why? What's the problem there? It's because she had uh, or she lacked a sales funnel. So let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. What exactly is a sales funnel? Why is it that we need one? Why is it necessary? Why do I think it's necessary to have a sales funnel on your website? Well, one thing that I like to always liken our sales funnels with is Ikea. Now, if you've ever heard of the store Ikea, it's one of those Swedish, cheap Swedish furniture type stores that they have these nice cool names for all of their furniture. It's not just a chair. It's like some weird Swedish name for a chair, and then it automatically makes it cool. But that's kind of what Ikea is. They, You can have an entire empty room, go to Ikea, spend a couple thousand dollars, and you can have a well-furnished and decent-sized looking room. Just don't ever try to uh, take it apart and try to put it back together somewhere else after it's been assembled that first time. It'll never be the same. I'm only saying that from experience. But I bring up Ikea because Ikea has a very interesting way in which it. Uh, markets to his customers who land on their websites. And actually, when I say land on your websites, what I really mean is get to their store. Uh, I want to liken this real life example when you arrive to someone's store, like someone's arriving to your website. So when you go to Ikea, there is it's basically a maze that you have to traverse. You know, you have to get through this maze and they force you to look at everything that they have to offer. It might take you 30 minutes, 40 minutes just to get through that maze where there's really nothing there for you to purchase. It's just you looking at everything that's already set up. You can sit in the living rooms. You can go into the bathrooms. You can do whatever it happens to be. It's all set up right there for you. But they force you to go through this before they actually empty you out into the store. So you have to follow this maze. And if you try to get out of the maze, you have to know it like the back of your hand. You know, you have to find some way to cut through the maze just to get to the bathroom. But because they make it so difficult to get out, you basically have to be resigned to the fact that you need to just go through the store. 
and go the way that they want you to go through. There's arrows on the floor. You know exactly where you need to go to get through the store. Don't think you're going to go into Ikea for five minutes and then drop right back out. No, anytime you go to Ikea, it's going to be an adventure. You're going to be in there for at least two hours every time you go. But it is enjoyable. It is fun to do, especially if you're with a group of people. You know, it is enjoyable. So you're making your way through the Ikea store and you finally are emptied out into the main store where you can actually purchase stuff. And guess what? It's pretty much the same thing. They force you to go through the entire store, see almost everything that they have to offer before they finally dump you in front of a cash register. That is their real life sales funnel. They get you into the store, have you look at everything. You wouldn't be at the store if you weren't interested, at least remotely, in what it is that they have available there. And then they force you to go through the store and you get to look at everything. Even if you're not interested in every little thing you see, you're going to probably see something that, oh, you know, that would look nice if it was in my living room. That would look great next to my bedroom or next to my bed, you know, however you want to look at it. But you see it. And that's how you want to structure your website. You want people to land on your website that was interested in something that you wrote, some article that you wrote that hopefully answered a specific question about your particular space or your niche or however you want to say it. You, you answer a question, they find you in Google, but once they find you and you're on the website, it is now up to you as the website creator to keep them there. And the best way to keep people there is to give them real good information in the article that they landed on, but then have links to other parts of your website to help them dig deeper. That is how your sales funnel works. And then eventually you're going to empty them out into the store where they can finally have an option to purchase something. And on your sales funnel on your website, it's the exact same thing. You want to get people onto your sales pages, your pages that are going to actually make you the money. We call those the money pages. These are your reviews. These are your top 10 lists. And these are this is your resource page or whatever it happens to be on your website that is loaded with the affiliate links that are going to pay you when people click and buy. So how do you get people stuck onto your site is really the question here. You get people onto your website and you and you keep them there. You do that by making things interesting, making it fun. Just like you're walking through that Ikea store, it's fun to go through the Ikea store. So make it fun for them. Make it informative. Answer every question that they happen to have. And you know what? Ikea is one of the most successful stores in the world. And you can copy that example and use it on your website with a sales funnel. So yes, in my humble opinion, in the way that I create my blogs, a sales funnel on your blog is essential. But are they complicated to create? Not necessarily. They are not complicated to create, but that's one thing we are going to talk about today. How to create and add a sales funnel to your website. Because when implemented correctly, you can cut down the time that it takes to get your site from the time that is launched to the time that is making its first dollar. You can get that cut down to mere weeks, maybe even days. 
versus months or sometimes years if you set it up correctly. You can cut down the amount of time it takes you to earn money with your site if you have an effective sales funnel. So one of the issues that you have with sales funnels is that they can come across as very, very spammy. You know, kind of like icky, you. Why, why do I need to touch that? You know, sales funnels come across that way because everyone knows you need one, but not everyone implements it very well. And as a result, we've been thrown onto websites. We've been thrown into situations where we feel like we are, you know, we feel icky. We just feel like we're being sold to. No one likes to be sold to, right? We want our questions answered and we want our problems solved. So a way to avoid having your website sales funnel come across as spammy is to use one of the best practices that you can have for your blog. And that's to avoid doorway pages. Doorway pages is a type of page on the internet that its whole purpose is just to get you from clicking the link within Google just to get you to the affiliate offer, where in the middle, there's no help being given at all. In fact, some can consider this a black hat tactic. For those of you who are new, a black hat tactic is when you are trying to game the system with Google. And when you game the system with Google, yeah, sometimes you can get away with it, but eventually Google finds out and they ban your website. Believe me, I've been there. So how do you avoid, how to avoid, I should say, your website or individual pages on your website becoming doorway pages? Because that's not what Google likes. We need to make sure we keep Google happy. In fact, there is a debate on whether or not this is true, but one of the things you need to do is make sure that you do not, I repeat, do not include affiliate links on every single page of your site. But as I mentioned, some people will say that there is a debate whether or not this is actually true, because I have seen websites that rank just fine that have 30 or 40 links in them, uh, affiliate links to be more specific. And they rank just fine within Google. And typically, in my opinion, the reason why this happens is because Google is going to rank the best page that they think is going to answer the question for readers. So if your article happens to be the best option, then it's going to be the best option. It's going to be what's listed on the first page of Google. But I would avoid putting affiliate links on every page of your website as much as you possibly can. Avoid it. Why? Because by avoiding it, you can help improve user experience. And when I say user experience, I mean when someone lands on your web page, when someone lands on your new blog, how do they feel? Do they feel like they're being sold to? Do they feel like you're trying to just get them to click a link and go buy something? Or do they feel like they're getting their questions answered? You see, improving the user experience overall helps your rankings on Google because your main purpose is to make your readers happy. 
If you go with the audience and you make your readers happy, you will in turn make Google happy because people will stay on your site longer. People will click on other links within your articles and then dig deeper. You don't pogo stick, which is the term meaning that someone finds your website, they click on it from within Google, they hang around for 30 seconds, realize it's not what they're looking for, and they pogo stick. They go back to Google to continue looking for other options. We want to avoid the pogo sticking, and we do that by improving the user experience by not being salesy. Not being, hey, read this, click on it, and go buy something. I don't really care what else you do with your time. That's not the way we want to build our websites. So one thing that I always tell people, especially my students, is to always err on the side of improving the user experience. So even if it is debatable whether or not including an affiliate link on each page helps uh, get it to rank or not, not including it on each page will make you a better blogger because you're not going to be dependent on always trying to get people to click something. You are going to be there to help first. And then as a result, user experience is improved. And as user experience improves, your overall rankings improve. So if you do go out there and include affiliate links on every single page, you just need to make sure that you cover it with value. That's a way that I like to say it, cover it with value. You can basically get away with anything if you provide the value first. Value first, and then ask for them to click on something. Ask for your readers to do something with their time. So spread out your affiliate links and help to uh, your, your help them as best as you possibly can. Focus on the reader. Uh, for example, for an example, I have seen uh, blog posts that were over eleven thousand words long and had over thirty or forty or so affiliate links on it, but the value was there. The article was helpful. The article answered questions. It answered even my next questions that I happen to have, but it had value first. So that's how you can make your sales funnel seem less spammy. But before we jump into our next two points to generate more income from a blog with a sales funnel on your site, let's take a quick break and we're going to answer the question, how to put together what I like to call the focal point project. We'll be right back. I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket. 
even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive membership yearly plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step -step guide called the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand step-by-step -step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code podcast. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code podcast for your exclusive 10% discount. All right, welcome back from break. And our question of the day is presented by Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is not just a theme for your WordPress blog. It is a suite of plugins that covers a variety. I mean, we're talking about six to 10 or so different plugins that make it very, very easy to run your website. It's going to save you so much money by paying a one-time you know, yearly fee versus having to buy all of the tools individually. It's the number one uh, suite of plugins that I have used basically on every website that I've ever created over the past four or five years, and I definitely recommend it to you as well. So be sure to go check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. And if you give it a try, you will be able to get a 24% discount if you were to pay for the yearly subscription. So be sure to go check it out. So our question of the day is presented by Thrive Themes. And that question is, what is the focal point project? What is the focal point project? You got that? All right. So basically the focal point project is a strategy that I have used and I have implemented over and over again to build an, a, a successful blog, okay? So let's kind of dive into what this focal point project strategy is, and more specifically, how you can implement it as a sales funnel within your website. So why do you first need a strategy to build your website to begin with? 
you know, I have started with a lot of students in the past and a big problem that a lot of them have is that they kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and just see what sticks. That's not an effective way to build a blog. You can't just write, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 articles before you actually know how you're going to monetize it. You can't write that much and not know how you are going to attract readers, the type of readers you want to attract. There's a lot of planning that should go on early before you even start writing your first blog post. And by having that planning done early, by having that planning done first, you can save yourself a ton of headaches And you might even figure out that this might not be the niche you want to create a site on just by doing this particular strategy using what I call the focal point project. So we call it the focal point project is because you're going to have one article that is the center or the focal point of your blog. I like to call this like your uh, your signature offer. And if you're going to be using affiliate marketing to uh, monetize your blog early on, this is going to be your signature affiliate offer. So there's a few things that you should keep in mind with your signature offer. Typically, this is going to be the program or the affiliate network or whatever that's going to earn you the most money possible from your website. I like to push digital products versus physical products. Digital products are amazing because you only have to create them once. You create that product one time and you can sell it over and over and over again. And typically because of that, you can get higher commissions based on the sale. Sometimes these can even be considered high ticket items. And when we say high ticket items, we mean items that at least get you paid more than $250 per sale. That's a pretty good offer to get consistently. Another thing to look forward to when you're looking for your signature offer in terms of how much it pays is you want to see if you can get some type of recurring income. This can make up for the fact that the item is getting you less than $250 per sale. Because if you have recurring income, as long as people remain a member at whatever system or whatever program or whatever digital product that they are signed up for, then you are going to get a commission month after month after month, which means it gets extremely passive. Passive is good. If you don't remember from our last episode, be sure to go check that out where we talk about how to make passive income from a blog. I believe that's episode four. So just to be clear, your signature offer, the focal point of your focal point project, in my opinion, should be a digital product that's either going to get you a high ticket commission or a recurring commission. Now, once you have this particular product, you know what it is you want to promote on your site. It's now time to write a great, good review of that product. And yes, you're going to load it with your affiliate links. Go right ahead. At this point, you are okay with putting as many many affiliate links as you want in this article. You want this article to be good. 
If you can, I highly recommend buying the product so that you can get the inside look at how good the product actually is. I understand that in a lot of situations, you may not be able to purchase products, but if you're going to be pushing products to people on your blog, it would be very helpful if you know what it is you're pushing. So if you're already involved in the space, if you're already enjoying doing the niche already anyways, then you might already own this product. But I definitely do recommend that you at least purchase it. That way you can give a good, honest review. And you can also give pictures or screenshots or whatever it happens to be of you actually using the product. This is what's going to make it real to the people who land on your site. Tell people about your experience. Tell people about your story. Where did you start? Where did the article get you? What did the article do for you to improve whatever it is you were working on? That's what you want your signature offer to be. And make sure that you have decent calls to action in the article telling people, hey, by the way, if you want to go check it out, click here to go see, you know, whatever, you know, product you're you're pushing at the time. So once you have created this great resource, this great review of your focal point project, the focal point of the focal point project, it's now time to write ancillary articles that are related to that signature offer. Ancillary articles that are related to that signature offer. Some call this online the hub and spoke method to content marketing. Hub and spoke. So I want you to imagine a wheel on like an old older car. And you think about that the hub right in the middle of the wheel itself. And then all of these spokes or little metal, you know, tips or lines that are going into that hub. So your articles are like all of those little metal uh, bars, those little metal pieces that are leading to the hub. You're going to create content that all lead to that hub, to that center point, to that focal point of your article or of your blog, I should say. So now let's use an example because I know it's a little difficult with me trying to explain this and have you picture it in your mind on a podcast. So imagine there was a golf training and let's just call it Golf Swing Pro. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just making up, making up a name there. But Golf Swing Pro is a great training that helped me fix my slice. You know, every time I went out there and tried to hit a golf ball, as far as I could, it would just completely shank to the right and not even go straight. But I bought this training that actually helped me fix my slice. So when I'm driving, when I'm right there trying to hit the ball and get it to go as far as I can with my driver club, this training helped me to hit it as straight as possible. So that's going to be the focal point of our project. So now the ancillary articles or the spokes that are going to the focal point article are going to be uh, helpful articles that are targeting simple keywords that answer questions. So for an example, a target keyword you might have when you have a focal point, when you have a focal point that uh, helps you fix your slice is how long does a golf driver last? Okay, 
So Golf Driver is a golf club, and it's the one that you use, you know, when you're first starting off with uh, on a on a hole. So in that article, I'm going to try my best to answer the question: How long does a golf driver last? I might include charts. I might include different types of uh, uh, drivers. You know, your budget, all of that stuff, all of that fun stuff is going to be included in the article. But the first thing I'm going to do is help the reader by answering the question that they clicked on. But since I'm talking about drivers already, since I'm already discussing the topic of that particular golf club, guess what I'm going to do? You guessed it. I'm going to link to my Focal Point Project article. And I would say something like, Hey, by the way, since we're talking drivers right here, one of the things that I always struggle with was my slice. Click here to read the article on what helped me fix my slice. The chances of someone who is asking about the length of time that a golf driver lasts probably at one point had an issue with slicing the ball when they hit it with that said driver. So now I've linked them to the article. So by linking them to the article, now that's a hot lead. That's a warm lead that is now reading an article where if they were to make the click and make a purchase, I am going to make money from it. Another ancillary blog post or a, a spoke that you can create that will lead to the hub or that focal point of your article would be a question like how to uh, compress a golf ball with a driver. So again, I'm talking about a driver. And first of all, I'm not going to immediately send them to the article, to the focal point article, the focal point review. I'm going to provide a good answer. I'm going to uh, make sure that the question is answered the as best as I possibly can because I want to satisfy the reader first. I want to improve the user experience first. And then I link to the signature offer. So just you see here how uh, just that quickly, I came up with two different types of article ideas that I was able to find doing keyword research, doing market analysis that I like to call it. And from what I can tell, I can write articles that are targeting those keywords and in those articles, link to my signature affiliate offer. Regardless, anytime I reference a swinging driver on the site, even if it's not a particular spoke that goes into this particular focal point, anytime I mention it, I'm going to remember, oh, hey, I have a, an affiliate offer that will be helpful to people who own drivers. And I'm going to make sure that I mention it in those articles. So that internal linking is what that's called, where there's a link on one site, one page on your site that leads to another page on your site. That's great for SEO. But that internal linking is what's going to make you the most money. Link to your signature offer, link to your focal point in your focal point project. So imagine you had the focal point. You have that one review post. And then every time you turn around, you're creating an ancillary article. You know, you're creating that spoke that leads to the hub. And you did that, you know, 10 times with a particular post. So you have your focal point article and then you have 
10 other articles that relate to it, that somewhere in the article you are pointing to the focal point article. That's like one group of articles. But now you can go do that again with another signature offer or another affiliate offer. Do the exact same thing. Find a good review that you like and now start creating articles around that review that are on related topics that you can at some point in the article while you're answering the article uh, as best as you possibly can and, and helping out the reader, then you refer to your affiliate offer, to your review. This is great in a number of ways because it helps keep affiliate links off of every page of your site. You're getting people to stay on your site longer by reading more of your articles. This is the IKEA example. You're getting people onto your site and then you're setting them loose in this maze that is your blog that eventually will lead them to your money pages. So that's what the focal point project is. It's a very effective strategy. I teach it more extensively in Blog Builder Pro, which is the course that is basically uh, what inspired this podcast, the Blogger Evolution podcast. So if you want to check out, you know, more in-depth strategies on how to write an entire blog that is focused around this particular strategy, be sure to go check out blogbuilderpro.net. There is a free ultimate cheat sheet that you can check out there. I highly recommend it. It is over 60 or 70 different step-by-step -step, uh, points that you should go through to get your blog up and running. It's great for if you have never started a blog, but it's also great if you have uh, already started one and you just need a little more direction. So be sure to go check it out over at blogbuilderpro.net. If you do decide to purchase the, the full program, you can use the, the uh, coupon code podcast to get a 10% discount off of the full course. So be sure to check that out, blogbuilderpro.net. Download the free ultimate cheat sheet guide or just go ahead and purchase the program at a 10% discount using the promo code podcast. So that's the focal point project. So now that we've kind of set things up, we have the first couple of parts set up for our funnel. We have the thing that is going to be uh, um, attracting people, our ancillary articles, and then we're bringing them from the articles to our review posts. Those review posts are our money pages. Those are our sales pages. That's where, where we are going to make the bulk of our money from our website. So now the question is, how can we optimize that funnel? We need to make sure that that sales page is converting people as much as it possibly can. And the beautiful part about the focal point project strategy is that since you have all of these ancillary articles, all of these spokes that are leading to this one focal point project, one focal point review article, the hub. Now we have a lot of traffic that are going to only a handful of posts. A lot of people are seeing these posts. Some people are going to buy and some people aren't. We want to make sure that we get those percentages as high as we possibly can. A good percentage for a website is probably around 2%. That's average. Uh, you can probably get it a little better the more that you optimize the funnel. But the higher that percentage is, obviously, the more income you can have from that particular review. So 
even if you were to in if you were to double your percentage from two percent to four percent, that's going to be doubling the money that you're making from it, even though you really only increased it by like two percent. That makes a huge difference. So the best way to increase those percentages is to optimize your funnel as much as you possibly can. And the way that I like to do it is I optimize that sales page. I optimize it so that when people land on it, they can't help but go buy. I understand that the majority of people who land on a site is not going to buy. Like we were mentioning, 2% is a good to decent percentage rate. So of 100 people who land on the site, only two of them are probably going to click and go on to the sale. But again, since we're directing so much traffic to these review posts, it's probably not going to be that difficult to get traffic to the page. That's actually the hardest part of this whole process. You can't really start optimizing your funnel until you have people going through that funnel. Okay, so how do you optimize your sales pages? One tool that I definitely like to use is called Thrive Optimize. Now, Thrive Optimize is part of the Thrive Themes uh, business tool suite that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, it's If you were to buy the plugin by itself, it's like $67 just for that plugin. I don't recommend just getting the plugin. If you're going to get Thrive Themes, go ahead and get the entire suite of plugins. I believe they uh, price it that way because they want you to get the entire membership. So uh, we're going to be talking about Thrive Optimize, definitely my favorite tool that I use to optimize my sales funnel because it allows you to split test pages as traffic goes to them. So if you want to check it out, blogbuilderpro.net slash Thrive Themes. That's blogbuilderpro.net slash Thrive Themes. We'll be sure to put them down in the show notes. And again, if you were to sign up, you will get a 24% discount if you sign up for the yearly uh, membership there. So be sure to go check it out. Anyways, what you can do with Thrive Optimize is it allows you to split test pages to see which one converts the best. This is probably one of the most powerful things that I did not do until much, much later into my blogging career. Split testing pages. Had I started split testing pages as soon as I began blogging, then we can say that you know some of these blogs would have made an income a lot faster and they would have made more income a lot faster. Split testing is powerful. So just to uh, give an example of how split testing works, if, uh, you know, let's just say you ran a lemonade stand and you're sitting outside and you have a red shirt on and, you know, that day you made 10 sales. It's pretty good. 10 people walked up and wanted to buy your, uh, your, your lemonade. But then let's just say the next day you set up your lemonade stand again and this time you wear a yellow shirt, but this time you only get four sales the entire day. Only four people walk by. Uh, actually, a lot of people walk by, but only four people stop to actually purchase something. That right there is a lower you know, a conversion rate than the 10 you had yesterday. But then you notice you put the red shirt back on, you know, you got it cleaned and you wore it the next day. You set up your lemonade stand and this time you got nine sales. So yeah, it went down a little bit from the first time you wore the red shirt, but still you made a lot more than when you wore that yellow shirt. That is split testing. 
you noticed that, hey, this red shirt, for whatever reason, people like it. And when people see me wearing it, they're more apt to take out their pocketbooks. <laughs> they're more apt to take out their wallets and buy something. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a red shirt every single day. And I'm going to do it until it stops working. That's what split testing is for your web pages. You're going to take your review and you're going to change a few things in the article to change it up just enough for it to be a noticeable difference. Send some traffic to it and see just how well it performs. Whichever one performs better, whichever one gets you the most clicks, whichever one gets you the most email opt-ins, whichever ones gets you the most money, that's the one you are going to want to stick with and then test something else. In a, an old movie, they always talk about ABC, always be closing. But in the marketing world, when you're creating your blog, it's ABT, always be testing. Always split test something to try to squeeze out just a few more percentage points out of that blog post. If you're not splitting, if you're not split testing, you're not trying. And that's the truth. So you need to make sure that you are split testing, especially once you start to have a consistent flow of traffic onto your site. So a question I get asked most often is, how do you know what things you need to split test? You know, do I change one word in a paragraph that's halfway down the page and split test those two? Yeah, theoretically, you could do that, but you're probably not going to see a big difference in the sales for each one. So there's some major things that you want to make sure that you split test first to make sure that you are uh, squeezing out the most amount of, uh, per of conversions for that particular page. So the first thing that I would split test is the headline. That's the first line at the very top, whatever the title of your article is, that's the first thing I'm going to split test. So if we have an article, you know, uh, the top 10 best drivers in the world, you know, that's going to be the headline. So what I might do is take that headline and say the 10 best drivers that I've personally used or something like that. You know, change it up enough to where there's a notable di notable difference. Send some traffic to it. See how well they convert. See how long people are staying on the site. Just a little tweak like that, changing up the headline will make a big difference in whether or not people stick around or not. After you split test the headline, then it's time to split test images on the page. Now, one image that I always recommend people use, or images, I should say, that I always recommend people should use on their blogs, if you can, is to get images of you actually using the product. Personable images of you using something just brings people who read those articles to a very relatable spot because they're like, oh, he's using it. I can see myself using it. You know, it's not one of those stock images the stock imagery that you can find on Adobe stock or that you can find, you know, on, you, you know, when you're Googling pictures and you see these weird watermarks on images and it just looks like someone's paying them to sit there and make a funny face. Those type of Im images, in my opinion, don't resonate with people. They seem too corporate, but our blogs are supposed to be very personal. 
You know, it's my experience as to what's going on here. So I would definitely run through and start split testing those types of images. First of all, use your images. And then just for ha-ha's, you might want to split test the stock imagery just to see if it does any better. That right there will tell you what your audience wants to see. Spoiler alert, they're going to want to see you. Another thing that you want to test after you've tested the headline, after you've tested the images on the page, is you want to also use the, the placement of those images would be good as well. So if you have an image that's at the top right-hand corner, maybe move it down a couple of paragraphs. You know, make it a noticeable difference. We're not talking about moving it one line. You know, make a noticeable difference and see which ones performs better. Then you want to split test the placement of your affiliate links. Now with any review, I always recommend putting a big fat affiliate link right there at the top of the article because some people aren't gonna care what it is you have to say about your particular review. They just want to, oh, this is the one he recommends? Let me go check it out. Click and they're gone. You wanna be able to catch those people with conversions as well. So. Uh, in one article, put it right there smack dab at the top. But then maybe in a split test article that you're using Thrive Optimize with, you may want to push it a little further down the article, you know, just to see how well it, it converts. Remember, you want to look at sales, not particularly clicks. Just because someone's clicking it doesn't matter unless they go and make a purchase. So placement of affiliate links is another great place to uh, start split testing as soon as you possibly can. The next thing that you want to split test is the copy. And the copy is just a fancy word for your article itself, what you actually wrote. Um, I would probably save this to be one of the last things that you do because the headline, the images, the placement of the affiliate links, those are, are big movers of the needle, you can say. The copy makes a difference too, but the way that we teach blogging, especially in Blog Builder Pro, is to be as personal as you possibly can, to be as helpful as you possibly can. And then because you're so helpful, you, you kind of trigger the reciprocity effect and people are going to end up you know, doing what you want them to do anyway. So change up the copy, maybe change up the intro paragraph, maybe try to come up with something a little more interesting that would keep them reading longer. Whatever you do, as you test the headlines, the images, the uh, image placement, the placement of the affiliate links, and then the copy, you know, this is going to allow you to squeeze every percentage point you possibly can out of that page. Remember earlier, if you were just to uh, go from 2% to 4%, you're doubling the amount of money you're making from that site. So it makes a difference. So website funnels are essential to minimizing the time from the time that your blog launches to the time that you make your first book. It makes a difference. I've heard too many horror stories of people getting tons and tons of traffic to their site and making zero dollars. Don't let that be you. Create a funnel on your site. Get people to ride that Ikea wave. You know, Get people stuck on your site because of all of your great articles. Again, you can't really do much split testing, especially with Thrive Optimize, if you don't have any traffic. So the first thing you need to do is you need to build up the traffic. Once you get people hitting your site consistently, then split test. 
Thrive Optimize does make it very easy because it gives you a couple of options. Number one, you can just set it and forget it. You know, just set it and then let it decide which page converts the best. You can split the traffic. You can say, hey, send 50% of the traffic here, spend 50% of the traffic there, and then you make the decision. Thrive Optimize through its you know, really smart, you know, calculations or whatever. It's going to come up with the best article for you and then start pushing that article without you having to do really anything other than set up the test to begin with. So use Thrive Optimize. It makes it very, very easy. You see, getting people and traffic to your site is one of the most hardest things that you can do. And it's also one of the most time consuming things that you can do. So if you do want help with this, Please be sure, again, to go check out the free Ultimate Blog Cheat Sheet. It's a step-by-step -step guide with over 70 pointers and eight pages that are jam-packed with information. It's uh, really, I mean, I remember spending, geez, probably a couple of days just putting this thing together. It's a lot of information. I'd highly recommend it, plus it's free. Okay, So go check it out, blogbuilderpro.net. Plus, if you are interested, on the last page of that uh, cheat sheet is a 60-minute masterclass. And you can uh, click the link, go watch it. It's a ton of great information as well. In fact, we talk about uh, the three secrets on how you can build a passive income with a blog, even if you aren't a good writer. Okay, I don't consider myself a good writer. It's just, you know, but still I've been able to create multiple blogs and earn an income from them. So if you want to go check that out as well, at least go get the free cheat sheet, tons of information there, go check it out. And then if you want to, you can watch the masterclass as well. But regardless, I hope you were able to get some value out of this. Please, please keep building, keep growing your blog. Don't give up. If you were in that period, the ghost town period, I like to call it, where you're not getting much traffic don't look at it as you're wasting time and people aren't reading your stuff. Look at it as though you are building a foundation for your website so that when you do get discovered, when Google finally picks you up and start pushing, starts pushing you everywhere, you're going to have a nice foundation of a website for people to find and just binge on all of your stuff. So, that's it for me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to me over at Chris at Benji'sDad.com. I would love, love, love to speak with each and every one of you if you have any other questions. But other than that, I will catch you in the next episode.